are living the authentic life this week with Ryan J, known for his incredible management leadership with luxury retail, newly on board with Neiman Marcus as a regional manager regional market manager, I think is the technical name. Be, yes, um, market general manager, market market general market of South of uh, South Texas. Easy for you to yes, say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of a guy's guy to be in fashion. You could say that. Yeah. Like you came in, met Rob and y'all just like immediately went to like the bro conversation, but yet you know how to interact with women because there's a lot more women in fashion than Absolutely. men. Absolutely, yeah. And you said earlier you're a finance guy. I was. I have a finance background, yes. That got into retail. Retail fashion. Got sucked into yeah the retail uh, vortex and haven't left since. So when did that happen? Uh, I've I was I've been in retail for about twenty years now. Uh, my undergrad and graduate degree was in finance, and uh -huh. um, once I got out of school, I went and took my Series Seven, Series Sixty Six. So I was a licensed broker. I worked for Ameriprise for I would say about three or four months. And although investing, money management, all of that is a great hobby of mine, I quickly learned that I needed to be around teams and other people and be multitasking versus working in a cubicle or an office all day so um, I decided to keep you know finance investing as a hobby of mine it's still near and dear to my heart um, mm -hmm. you know I manage all my family's money and actively trade all the time um, very very close to the stock market follow business I love analyzing you know businesses p l statements etc but um, decided I would get into retail because I was working retail jobs while I was putting myself through school so um, I said if I'm gonna do this I want to go big with it and um, you know, took me all across the country. I worked for small boutiques at first, managing those, and mm -hmm. then Macy's recruited me, and I started with them down in Miami, Florida. Uh, managed five or six different locations throughout the country, each time getting a larger volume store. Then Saks recruited me. I was with Saks for about nine years, managed mm -hmm. four different locations with them, and now I'm with Neiman's. So you have a wife and family that yes. goes all these places with you. Yes, I was very fortunate. My my wife Amber. Yes, I feel like if I move one more time, I'll be I'll be I'll be signing the the divorce papers. <laughs> Um, no, I was yeah. fortunate. Amber, she was she her job allowed her to work remote the last okay. six years. So um, it just it happened to we were very fortunate that it worked out that way. So it just happened that she didn't have to you know find another career, etc. So and then kids, young kids, young kids. So like moving schools, that's hard too. Yes. Yeah, so it was easy when they were younger because you know when they're three or four, they're like, yeah, you move them somewhere, they forget their old friends, and it's a new start. <laughs> now that they're older, my oldest is nine, my youngest just. Oh. Turned Turned no. five this past weekend, um, so you know I promised my oldest that I wouldn't move, that we wouldn't move anymore. Um, our last move was from San Antonio to now in Houston, and yeah. you know big push for him to buy 
tie on to the move was that the NASA museum is here in Houston because he wants oh. to be an astronaut. So that's that's kind of how I sold and packaged the deal to him. And he signed on and agreed that he would allow me to move one more time. So now Oh my here. God. Okay, so Noreen, who you met in our showroom, is good friends with someone that works at NASA. And last week, they launched the newest spacesuit that hadn't been redesigned in 20 something years. Really? Is that so wild? That is. So and is I, it available to see if you go there now? I know, the we, we need to get you some VIP tickets mm -hmm. for your That'll son. How cool. We asked her if she could bring a glove back or something that they just <laughs> set aside, but I think she came back empty handed. But we oh, can work on that. Yeah, that would but be it fantastic. Is, it is super cool. Like people come to town and talk about NASA and then I'm like, oh, that's right. That's there. Because it's yep. so cool. Yeah, we've been trying to get them in the, the NASA camp, but it fills up. We're always too late. We forget about it. Then when we try to oh, sign yeah. them up, it fills up in like one day so awesome next year well we can definitely work on nasa camps and we just need you to work on like chanel runway paris whatever that's right we chanel, can Louis, you know they're not yeah. hard to get okay so speaking of the, so uh fashion i was obsessed with it it was my side hustle for so long and the way i don't know if i told you this but the way i got into it was my father always believed in investing in property. So I never had money for fashion. And when I was young, I bought my first house and I was house poor and I had no cash. So I invested in accessories. And when I would travel to Europe on buying trips, I'd buy it duty free so I could get the tax back. Sure. But I had a Gucci bag or I had like a great, and I always had a great watch. So that was really where my passion came. How could I achieve a great look with accessories? And now I've evolved to, it was my mission in life to be able to have fashionable pieces. I remember those journeys of pulling tear sheets. And the yep. interesting thing is it's kind of going back. My daughter asked me for a subscription to Vogue so she could do uh -oh. tear sheets. Now it starts. And like they're back into records. Like, so fashion does kind of yeah. come back. Recycle itself. It's, it recycles itself in so many ways. Were you ever like super into fashion? No, I would say that, um, you know, listen, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I don't think it's really the fashion capital of the world, but, uh, you know, once, yeah, exactly. I would say once I, 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 I broke out of the, the whole Midwest thing and I was living in Miami, I was really uh -huh. exposed to it on a whole different level and degree. So I think it kind of started there. Um, and then once Saks recruited me and I started with the whole luxury, luxury business model aspect and looking at retail a different way, um, it it was very eye-opening to me just what a different whole different world and a different beast it is and um, you know just the, the emotions and the feelings that people have over their handbags or their jewelry pieces or you know a dress or just the memories of them shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman's with their mother or grandmother when they're a child so there's a lot of emotion tied to um, um, fashion and that's you know that was very that, that was probably what was the biggest eye-opening experience for me coming on from a luxury standpoint or starting from a luxury standpoint and um so I, that's i caught i caught the bug and now it's just fun i mean there's 
working in luxury, you're you're selling an experience. It's not just an item versus if you know when I worked at Macy's, it was more of just a product. You didn't yes. have to romance romance it. And now it's it's almost like a storytelling. People that's you know that's one of the reasons why we are able to weather the whole dot com business, taking uh, market share away from other retailers. Is that you know that luxury business model is people don't want to spend you know ten thousand dollars on a Chanel purse that they would buy from Amazon. They want to walk in. They want the gold, the the golden glove treatment, the white glove treatment, and they want a story. Or if they're buying a piece of jewelry, where did it come from? Where was mm -hmm. it mined, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, you you know all that with with selling the watches and everything. So um, it's just a whole different beast, and um, you know that's that's why I'm in love with it. So that's the part that I really enjoy. So Devil Wears Prada is one of my favorite movies. I bet and it is. I love <laughs> when Meryl Streep is with. Andy, what's her name? The um, the receptionist. The receptionist. Yes. And she's like, "Oh, you think that fashion's funny? You think that this is <laughs> nothing? That horrible sweater you're wearing, that color, was chosen by a group of people who decided years ago, and like the whole thing that goes into it. And I, I laugh sometimes when people discount fashion because it is." It is so much more about an emotional journey, and I, I do feel like it's more that people are buying a piece of artwork Absolutely. to express themselves. And I think for me, in the way we interact with our clients, it's about storytelling. It's about conveying an emotion about who you are and what you want to say to someone without speaking to them. Absolutely. And I think some people struggle with, they want to be a different person than they are and they can use fashion to help get them there. And I've shared, um, Danette and I do this when we, and now Bella's doing it. When we have a bad day, we dress up more because when you dress up, you feel better and you walk better and sometimes Living the authentic life means you fake it till you make it. That's right. <laughs> so it'll change your whole outlook. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like when people come into these luxury experiences, they want to learn from you, like what the mindset is behind it. And I feel like now personal shopping is the biggest way that these stores are doing it because it's not like they're buying from the per not everyone gets to buy from Ryan but they're really buying from their salesperson that knows who they are tell a little bit about that yeah sure the way so, it's changed yeah I mean I think that again going back to the brick and mortar where people say brick and mortar is dead you know yeah. I would disagree no and it's you it know, has a place forever it, ha it has a place forever again you have people that are familiar with luxury or you have people that may be coming in and buying their first you know evening dress for a gala charity wedding etc mother of the bride yes. and they have Mom. they have nowhere they, they have no other bar of, or, or you know starting point so they, they need a personal stylist and you know it's it's funny because a lot of these stylists that we have these personal shoppers whatever you want to call them is they're really I mean they they become really good friends with mm -hmm. our customers and our clients and they truly understand them um, they get their again going back to the emotions and you know oh you're going to this event you I know you're gonna have fun you know wear these loud bright colors it's just gonna you know accentuate the whole feeling of it so it is it is a lot about the emotion 
emotion going back to you know what you wear is you know what you kind of what you want to radiate to others and if you're in a good mood or a bad mood and i think that all ties in goes back to tying in that whole stylist and that personal shopper aspect of it where you want that personal touch from somebody so and i think a lot of people have said they're intimidated to walk into neiman's or Saks or tootsies because they feel like they're being judged and i know from a standpoint of management like when i talk to tootsies when i talk to you that we're really trying to move past that to have people feel engaged and i I really do get these follow-up emails, these questions, making sure that the customer experience was something great. Yeah, I mean, listen, our, a lot of our, even our top clients that, you know, sh are very loyal to us come in in their sweatpants and, and their Lululemon pants or whatever. They're just got, got uh -huh. done grocery shopping and come in. So we never we never judge anybody by, you know, what they look like or, you know, how they're presenting themselves as they walk it as, as they're walking in. I think that, you know, both Neiman's and Saks, um, you know, that that experience is of, of the utmost, especially when you compare it to some of the other retailers around town. So. We mm -hmm. kind of pride ourselves on that. So, and tell me about um, Neiman's. I was, I was a Neiman's Houston girl for some time, and then I became a Saks girl. Tell us a little bit about why you're now with Neiman's sure. and that journey. How Neiman's is kind of redefining itself as a Texas treasure that it is. Yeah, and to your point, Texas treasure. I mean, that says a lot about one of the major reasons why I decided to make the jump or the move, mm -hmm. however you want to um, describe it. Uh, you know, Texas has such, or Neiman's has such roots in Texas. When I'm out at galas, charities, client dinners, et cetera, and, they, and clients find out, you know, I'm no longer with Saks and now with Neiman's, everybody has a story. Oh, I love oh. Neiman's. I remember, you know, when? shopping with my, my grandma would take me and every birthday shoot, they would let me come in and pick out a dress or, you know, we got to meet, you know, the, the GM or whatever. So um, Stanley Marcus himself, we met at the downtown North Park store. So um, it's got its heritage. It has its roots. Um, I think, you know, Neiman's, they just went um, and have a whole new, we have a new president of stores, all new regional managers. So basically our, our corporate team has all changed. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot of changes with the company going forward that I was very excited about. Mm -hmm. um, one of the major reasons that I, you know, left Saks and went to Neiman's is because I truly believe in the company and um, you know their corporate culture, and especially especially the store here in uh, in the Houston market. It's got a lot of potential. We're going through um, a huge multi-million-dollar renovation that's going to act as a major catalyst to get um, attract newer vendors and current vendors that we have. We're gonna, you're going to see more depth and breadth of assortment. Mm -hmm. um, so just the whole shopping experience. We're creating um, a 360 bar around the main level. Mm -hmm where the escalator is so just I think the level of animation is going to increase in the store that store hasn't seen a renovation or facelift I believe in over 15 some odd years so mm -hmm. um, it's it's due but it's going to create a lot of excitement and I have a great leadership team there great PR manager um, so yes yeah, so we're, we're we're waiting to when when all the construction is done and rentals done which would actually be March of next year um, to have a relaunch party invite everybody 
and I hope you guys will join us. So. Absolutely. Well, I, of course, was super connected with Stacey Swift. I yes. feel like she was a huge a huge client manager. I don't even know. It's her role. Her role was PR. Now she's at the symphony. So we, we, we call, we, we call them brand experience managers is the technical oh term, but God. it's PR. Yes. Yeah. Like, and she would remind me, okay, it's Christmas. Does Bella need to come see Santa? Like she would remember, she probably had to look it up, but she remembered and she followed up. So it's, it's changing now. Like people really want to meet the designers when they come in, they want to have that personal experience. Um, I know when I sometimes even meet designers, they'll reach out to me before they come back to Houston. How does someone who isn't in that world like get connected to that world? How would they start to, like how would I re-engage as a client with Neiman's since I'm not shopping there and I don't have a salesperson anymore? Sure, so I mean, it would, it would be simply stopping in, and um, you know we have various forms of outreach with our whether it's marketing via email. Um, we have our social media outlets as well. So right now we're we're rehyping, and I would say um, sending out a larger fishnet um, of people that we reach out to in the city um, mm -hmm. via blast, social media, um, influencers, etc. So, um, you know, the dollars behind marketing has increased. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a new PR manager now that Stacy is no longer there. Um, her name is Heather Allman, and she's very well she connected. Is so she is, stylish. She is always so stylish, cool. and she's Great, very well connected. And she knows everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we, for instance, we just had an event where um, it was an in-store luncheon where we pulled, it wasn't our top clients. So a lot of, everybody thinks that a lot of these events are strictly for top clients. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily the case. We randomly selected, I think it was 35 individuals who mm -hmm. maybe only shopped with us once or twice, invited them in for a lunch hosted by Tony's and it was by our jewelry department. I went around and, you know, sat by each customer for four or five minutes, chit-chatted and just, you know, that's, that's what I want to do more of. So I believe that personal touch going back to the personal touch everybody wants to know who the who the GM is now that they're shopping or who owns the business and wants to meet them it's a Texas thing you know working in various markets um, I would say being in Texas and managing three different stores everybody in Texas wants to know who they're doing business with so it's a lot different it than is. other markets yes it is really a personal relationship here so how do you we were talking a little bit before I read this article that, that and you said it was taken out of context that Neiman's is focusing, bringing in clients that spend 27,000 a year on clothes, which is pretty much the business model of most luxury companies. If you looked at Cartier or Hermes or Van Cleef and Arpel or BMW, our friend Maria, you wanna look at people that are consuming because when you do a wide net, it's harder to reach people. Tell us a little bit about that. If you're only gonna spend $1,000 a year, how do you 
you're sure. still wanted. Sure. There's still a place, the sure. time for you because I feel yep. like people think, well, then they don't want me. I'd rather just stay with the small boutique where they need me. Yeah, no, it's not that, you know, we don't want our everyday walk in traffic, but it's where we feel. So basically the top, I believe it's three to 5% of all of Neiman's clients make up over 30% of the total business, if that gets you some perspective. So yes. um, even in my store, our top 100 clients make up about 40% of the total Neiman's uh, yeah. business. So really the business model, and it was taken out of context, it's not that we're gonna deny somebody shopping right. at Neiman's or reach out to them and invite them to events. But, you know, that individual who is maybe spending twenty to $30,000, they're just through, you know, all analytics. They're probably also spending twenty or $30,000 at Boutiques and River Oaks. They're probably spending mm -hmm. twenty or $30,000 at Saks and spreading it all over. So how do we get more of that wallet share to stay with Neiman's? Which again, going back, I mean, that's the same business model. If you're a Mercedes, are you really going to send all your invites to people that, you know, went out and bought a Ford pickup truck. Probably not. Doesn't so make sense at it all. just doesn't make sense. So um, it's really about just, you know, getting more of that wallet share, keeping, letting the, the client know that we can, we can be the one-stop shop for them. So if you want something, you know, from, from whatever it is, Chanel, you can, we have Chanel at our store. You don't have to buy something from our store. And then when you go and you get your Chanel bag, you don't have to go out and go to the boutique. We can, we can service you right in our store. So how, how can we make it a one-stop shop and where you don't have to spread your money all around town. Well, I just bought Chanel shoes from Bergdorf's in New York and the receipt came and said Neiman's and I thought, oh, I could have just done that here. You could have. Yeah, so I need to work on that. And then we could have had lunch day. together. I mean, I, I didn't buy anything, Rob. <laughs> what was I saying? I mean, I ordered them from the real real. <laughs> you got them complimentary from me. <laughs> complimentary pair of shoes. So um, speaking of... Uh, collaboration um let's talk about like the role of collaborating with someone like these designers how do you pick like bot moy came in i don't know him but i know dwen's been wearing him for a while i love his pieces i think it's very oscar like and it's so me i love the bubble skirt that dramatic texas princess thing going yeah. on and i don't think other places in um or other places in Houston that I know of are carrying him. How do you kind of develop those relationships with special designers? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it comes from a corporate standpoint, okay. the buying office. So it, it starts there um, and typically we will, they'll test it in various markets. So, you know, the Texas market is a lot different than let's say an East Coast market. So uh -huh. we have certain designers that yes, fare, fare, fare yes. much better in our market than others. So um, we like to, you know, we like to gravitate around that and really make them the center of focus and mm -hmm. um, you know whether it's you know a Nini jewelry let's just say because Nini is, is yes. local here and she's a local designer so how do we showcase her in a big way um, but it all starts from a buying perspective in the corporate office and it trickles down to the store where ultimately myself and our PR team kind of make the decision on who we want to roll with um, like Pamela Rowland will be for best dressed I believe it is oh exciting yes 
Super so. cool. Okay. And Best Dressed is now with Paper City. What? That announcement came out a couple weeks ago. Were yeah. you there when all that was changing? I was there shortly after. I was okay. in a couple of the meetings. Yeah, okay. So we're really excited. Um, Big deal. So Best Dressed is. is not chosen by the magazine, but it's put on by the magazine and Neiman Marcus for years. And Correct. there's a mystery around how people are even chosen. How, what do you want to share about best dress? What can I not uh, ask? And you could just share. This is, this is, now we're like, treading. Now we're, uh, yeah, exactly. Now we're treading this in dangerous really, waters. Exactly. <laughs> full, full disclaimer is that, you know, it's funny because, and again, I've been with Newman's for five seconds. So, uh -huh. um, I only know. Did you um, ask for the keys like the first second? Yes. <laughs> but I, uh, I, um, I can say that there is, um, it's, there's this thing out there where people can get upset with Neiman's if they're not picked. <laughs> I just want them to know that yes. we don't have, we don't, we, we currently don't, we have some influence, but we don't currently vote. We don't have any participation in the voting for who we were. Again, we're just like paper city. We, we help, um, you know, we're the fashion component of it. Put it that way. Okay, great. So where others are the ones to blame. And one of my yeah. girlfriends, Stephanie Suru, I believe is chairing it this yeah. year. I believe I read that. She has the she space and does so much to inspire women to be their their best selves. But we forget men sometimes. I started shopping for Rob in the men's department. He was telling you he doesn't like to shop. I would literally bring it home and he would say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And at that time I only bought sale and he still prefer, prefers to only buy sale. So tell us about the boys. That fashion doesn't change as much. No, I mean, lit literally men's is the new women's now. So the men's, the men's penetration to a total store sales, no matter if you're a Neiman's or a Saks or a Tootsie's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, I, I think it's, it's, what is it? It's gone up 98% in the last four years. What? Um, really? Wow. Yeah. So almost doubled in volume. Is, like custom made is really. I would say it's, it's more of the sportswear component. Oh. The sneakers, the yes. you know, all of that. So you know, especially coming out of once with the reopening after the pandemic, uh -huh. um, men's it was basically what 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 paid the bills was the men's business, ladies' uh -huh. shoes, ladies' handbags. Um, the ready-to-wear component uh -huh. was you know just started picking back up again. I would say maybe 12, 12 months or so ago. But okay. um, straight straight after reopening, it's it was the men's business. The men's were hot to trot, and they were all that we had lines waiting to get in our department. And I just think, I think with, you know, the whole social media component being such a big part of everybody's lives now, where maybe back when I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but didn't have, you know, I wasn't exposed to social media. I probably would have dressed a little bit better if I was just knowing what was out there and how other people were dressing. So I think that it's taken on a, a beast of itself. And yes, now men are highly engaged um, and it's a huge business for us. In fact, we just okay. had our, our heads our head men's buyer um, from Dallas for Neiman's he came and we walked the renovation and how the renovation was going to add I don't know about 75% more square foot for our men's business downstairs wow. um, and what that was going to look like 
and just how important it was to the overall su success for the store. So we're very excited. And yes, men's are. And it's funny because men, they will know what is current season. I find that certain individuals, they'll know what's current season more than your woman and their couture dresses or their, yes, their, does what we call D division one or designer ready to wear. Um, men will come in and be like, no, I don't want that t-shirt that was last season. So you would be surprised. Wow. Rob yes. needs to step up his game. Yes. He knows his seasons of Rolexes, but <laughs> that's about it. So um, the other favorite thing about Neiman's, other than Mariposa, because I had my birthday there for so many years, took Bella to the Christmas, is the Christmas catalog. Like every Neiman's Christmas catalog. I would just pour over it. It's truly was like the most obscure, like when do you start working on that? Probably almost March. Oh <laughs> we yeah. Together. It's, and it's, they start at the beginning. I, after the new year, they start on already at the start of the new year, they're starting it's like on his the and her jet no. or like the craziest, the before cars for kids was a, a real thing. They would have the Mercedes that you they could drive. They have the Mercedes. Or, I know one of the years they had the, um, the champagne vending machine uh -huh. as one of the exclusive gifts. So <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. It's great. We're looking. We're looking forward to this year's. I don't know who does it. I haven't met the person that puts it all together in corporate from a corporate's perspective. But uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of clients, again, going back to the memories that are tied with Neiman Marcus, the Christmas yeah. catalog, you know, having the the little. Um, chicken broth um, thing in Mariposa. And they still do that? Yeah. And those, um, that strawberry butter yes. on the, um, I literally have chills <laughs> on the. I'll bring you some next time I'm around town. No, I'm not, I'm not having bread until I dance in the Apaha Dancing with the Stars May 12th. But okay. I will have, I will come the next week after that. Okay. And I will enjoy it. Are you it. cutting carbs? I am. I, I, well, January 1, except for spring break, I, I gave up french fries, chips, and bread, but I've added more tequila, Prosecco, and chocolate. Nothing wrong but, with that. <laughs> so, you know, it, you give up a little bit and then you pick up something sure. else. Because anyone who doesn't have any indulgences, you just have to wonder, like, how are they doing it? And I feel like fashion is just the greatest outlet um, to... Well, I for me it was like about this generational my mom my grandmother and I did it like it was we would go and do it now Bella and I do it so tell us about like generations do you have a kids department are you still doing things with kids because for so long Saks didn't have kids and Neiman's was the only kids sure yeah so we we have a large kids department um, and actually we are working in collaboration with Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton right now they're coming in and doing a new hard shop or we're in the midst of you know signing a contract where they're come in and give them a portion of our kids section where they're going to do their own kind of mini boutique in there so super cool almost a destination yes. for people to come i'm sorry i said lv burberry my okay. mistake my mistake well i mean little kids yes. in burberry i mean just that little plaid i know the dresses, about one item yes. that was a plaid skirt and she didn't love it and i'm like but you should love this and when you're older you'll know why you should love it 
and it was yes yeah, so meaningful so tell us about what's coming up what um, are there certain events um, coming up in the store that people should stay in tune with yeah I would their, say your website to I would say sign up the for biggest emails? one like, what's the next step the biggest one that we are really anticipating so you uh-huh. know um, men's NCAA basketball tournament yeah. is being held here in the city um, so we really reached out to our buyers and planners and, and the corporate office and um, they're really they're they're supporting us in a big way as far as exclu- exclusive pieces um, both in women's footwear handbags um, men's the whole men's department so exclusive pieces of denim jackets things that you normally wouldn't see on your everyday trip to a Saks or a Neiman so mm-hmm. what we call what we call in the retail world booster orders okay, for, yeah. for, for anticipation of all this extra foot foot traffic mm-hmm. coming into the city um, and we have four days of animation going on from the Thursday to the Sunday so basically the the end of March to the beginning of April that whole final four um, tournament um, four or five day session super cool yeah all right well we've loved catching up with you and learning all the ins and outs is there anything in closing that you wanted to share that you haven't yet no, I think I'm going to pick up a couple watches on my way out. And no, I just appreciate your time. And this was great. Well, I am looking forward to see how Neiman's is really repositioning itself back in the hearts of everyone in Houston, because I know there's space for it. Yes. And I want to be a part of that journey. So we'll see how that comes about. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to make sure that when you hit Ryan's episode, it's Ryan. Because we understand <laughs> there were some glitches. Because we live the authentic life and we make mistakes. And we embrace them in the journey too. All right, guys. Send in lots of love. Take care. And we'll see you next week.